Welcome to the Business Legends Podcast, where we interview business leaders and entrepreneurs so that you can learn from their mistakes, pump up your own inspiration, and grow your bottom line. I'm the host of the show, Reese Arlen, with my co-host, Mr. Christian Webb, CEO of Business Marketing Solutions Group. Say what's up? Did you bring any CBD today? No, no <laughs> he, CBD. No. He, he, uh, okay. <laughs> we have a very special guest today, a great friend of ours. Um, by the way, just as a side note, have you guys noticed how our entire entire friendships are based on just ragging on each other constantly? <laughs> That's how you know we're good friends. Like we just all rag on each other constantly. Uh, today our guest is Mike Sims, a guy we've known for about a year now, I guess. Uh, Mike is a self-proclaimed cannabis crusader. He's even a public figure and has a page on Facebook. He owns uh, three different CBD stores, Charlotte CBD, Charlotte CBD Columbia, and now the brand new Charlotte CBD Mooresville. Mike, how are you doing this morning? Excellent, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, man. We are so happy to have you. Man, you have one of the coolest stories as far as like everything. So let's let's just <laughs> dig into it. I mean, you know, you've had all these different careers. It seems like every time I talk to you, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, I used to be a bouncer. And, you know, for those of you that can't see Mike right now, he's he's I'm built pretty – he's, he's very tiny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like a – you know, he's he's like a, a, a tiny character about, you know, about – Slim 330. A slim. <laughs> a slim 330. <laughs> he's yeah. like a – he's built kind of like a kind of like a brick, a brick wall or something like that. But, um, you know, you've had a bunch of different jobs and careers and whatnot. So – how did you and your friends, uh, how did you guys end up getting into the CBD industry? Oh, wait, you skipped a step, by the way. What, he, what went from, he went from bouncer yeah. to corporate guy that mm -hmm. always wore a suit constantly. <laughs> yep, yeah. yep. And now he's the most relaxed, like, <laughs> and he's also huge, uh, huge in the politics of getting CBD and everything legalized. Yeah. So, I mean, how did how'd that all that happen? I just get lost a lot, man, and see where life takes me, I think. I don't know, but <laughs> I was born uh, right here in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's right, right, that's right. Right up the street from where we're looking at currently. But, um, yeah, man, just, you know, it, it, life's been interesting from day one. Uh, you know, my mom, uh, my, my father passed away at a young age. My mom was young and moved in my aunts and cousins and everyone. So it was wild from day one and chaos. So we just kind of rode with it. And, uh you know, um, not really knowing what I wanted to do or whatever. Weirdly, I just kind of ended up in the right places. I am truly the example of it's not what you know, it's who you know. But uh went through high school. It really wasn't my thing. See, average student, you know, like most people, whatever. And uh, went to school, graphic design and advertising. And uh, wow. while I was there, I did my internship at the Charlotte Observer right up the road. They laid off damn near half the company uh, uh, during my internship. And I quickly realized this was not the position I needed to be in. Um, so from there, I, I uh, worked at that time um, to get through school. I worked four jobs mm -hmm. and uh, part-time and full-time to get through school. And one of them was as a bouncer. And one of the guys I was a manager of at night worked during the day at Wachovia at the time. Um, which became Wells Fargo. Anyway, I got in at an uh, internship there uh, or, a, you know, a temp job there and worked my way up to a permanent job. Um, got into licensing and registration and into compliance with uh, stocks and trades. And um, ultimately I did it because they said I was not uh, corporate material when I went on a job <laughs> interview at Allstate and they were correct. I'm not corporate material. Um, it took about nine years to figure out that, but um you know, several layoffs and um, outsourcing in the in the business and banking industry. Um, I took my last severance and decided to travel. 
and uh, ended up in Key West, Florida um, with some buddies drinking and looked up on the TV and saw Dog the Bounty Hunter. And, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, with the infinite wisdom that Rom gives you in Key West, we decided that was my career path. So um, <laughs> I came back and uh, I'm bald. I couldn't grow the mullet. So um, I decided to give it a try anyway. We started. I became a bell bondsman, quickly realized the money wasn't going to come as fast as I wanted. So I took the last little bit of money we had and invested in the towing business, tow truck business. And, uh, you know, ultimately we're doing towing and bell bonding simultaneously with uh, buddies of mine. Um, and uh, ultimately it was doing okay. It was paying the bills, but it was a lot of risk involved. And I was a single man at the time, but then I decided... Um, I met someone and decided to settle down. Wife and kids. Today's my three-year wedding anniversary. Shout out to my baby. Hey, wow. Yeah, that's know, not right? in the doghouse later. Right, yep. yep. This is a new record for me. Wife number two. Wife number one lasted <laughs> about a year. So <laughs> I've met wife number two. She's cool. Yeah, she's yeah, cool. She's wife number we'll two is awesome. So, um, but yeah, man. So ultimately, uh, you know, uh, cannabis has been a, a big part of my life. Um, it's something I always believed in. I realized from the beginning that... Um, you know, ultimately, I think it was the answer for a lot of things. And when we were ultimately being lied let's, to, uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. Yep. So you're one of the only people I know sure. that go and open a business. Well, first you've opened four or five businesses sure. and you made it to this one. And you're happy here and you love it. You have a passion for it. But you're one of the only people I know that wake up, have to run a full business <laughs> and then also have to fight the government every day. Uh, right. So tell us a little bit about that process and what you, I mean, sure. you're basically a politician in a bright suit. And yeah, that's what, a, you know, that's what's happening. And, and, you uh, know, the, end of the story and to, to parlay into this one ultimately we wanted to get in the cannabis business but north carolina was not going to allow it we saw an opening with this hemp pilot program my friend uh lindsey and dan and i saw an opening in that and we said hey you know let's get in it and we thought it would be easy peasy cruising you know hey it's becoming legal it's going federally legal no problem so we got into it uh small um you know, money, we put a little money into it and we figured we'd be quickly open, make a little money, break even. Hopefully things will come around. We can get into to the cannabis industry. Well, we got into it. We realized almost immediately that it was going to be a fight we couldn't get um, any banking. We couldn't find anywhere to rent to us. No, no landlords would rent to us. Um, mm. We couldn't find any credit card processors would work with us, at least directly. We were being open and honest. So from the very beginning, we started fighting for it. We're like, hold up, we don't get it. These laws are changing. It's now federally legal. It's legal in North Carolina. Why can't we do this? And still currently, we're still fighting a lot of this. So it's not something I chose. I like to tell people, this plant chose me. I didn't choose it. Um, every time I've tried to just kind of take the back seat and let things happen, I realize no one's driving this ship, so to speak. So mm -hmm. I realize someone's got to do it. Might as well be us. And that's that's where it got me here. Um we got a lot of fighting left to do in this in the state and in this country for this plant, for hemp and for cannabis. And ultimately, there's a lot of things we need to figure out. We need to figure out regulation and rules and who's going to uh, enforce it and everything else. So, um, you know, as we look for more answers, we just got more questions and realizing that no one is really fighting for this. So it's the last thing I want to do or wanted to do, but it, I have to because no one is fighting for it in the state. Um, you know, there's a lot of decisions being made by people that know absolutely nothing about this industry or the plant. And that's scary. You know, imagine someone making decisions about something in your lives, um, you know, with, with advertising or, or digital marketing or yeah. something. And, and they know nothing about computers and that's how it feels <laughs> in, in our industry, you know, 
Um, but ultimately, that's what's going on. You got people that have expertise in a lot of fields and know nothing about even farming, and they're making these huge decisions for these multi-million dollar companies now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, ultimately, I just kind of filled in the space that needed to be filled. Well, if we were in a different country, man, we could we would actually have that problem. Isn't it China that has like uh, controlled social media? Yeah, yeah. So uh, China, as a matter of fact, they control all digital outlets, and so yeah. if you China, yeah, we would have the same problem as you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's just, yeah. It's a, it's a kind of an interesting well, we're paradigm here too. We just like to pretend we're not. Yeah, know? yeah. There's there's <laughs> lot. Facebook has a lot of control. Facebook and Google, as you guys know. Oh, um, we do. <laughs> yeah, um, they still do not let us, you know, ultimately advertise uh, yep. with them. You got to work around a lot of sure. stuff. Sure, and. Um, you know, it's, it's frustrating. Um, I get to see miracles happen every day. And what I hear from people from Google and from the powers to be is none of this has been proven. You know, this hasn't been FDA proven or this hasn't been scientifically proven or medically proven. And really, that is correct. But the reason is it hasn't been allowed to be proven. Um, but ultimately, it's been proven in front of my eyes every day. I watch this plant, CBD and cannabis alike work in legalized states and in the state. Um, you know, I, I watch the work miracles. I watch people walk away from dependencies on hardcore prescription drugs that ultimately ruled their lives and kept them poor and sick. And they were able to walk away from it. And obviously there's repercussions that come with that. But I don't need any scientific proof. I see it every day. Yeah, the one that gets me every time is when I see that kid's testimonial about the seizures. Oh, yep. It happens well, every day. What was it? Was it was it 30 or 300 seizures a day that he used to have? Probably 300, man. A lot of those. It's 30, I think it was 30 with that I one. I mean, but some of them are, you know, there's a lady here uh, locally, and, I, and she doesn't mind if I speak about her. Her name's Kendra Jeffries. She has a company here locally called Ladybug Medibles, and her daughter uh, has a severe seizure disorder where she has you know, literally a constant seizure all day long and wow. it's debilitating. And they told her that she would not make it very long that she, I think she told her, her daughter wouldn't make it past the age of six or so. And she's 22 years old now. Wow. And you know, and, and of course it's, it's not perfect and, and, and she still has a lot of medical issues, but ultimately she's still alive and it's allowing her to be alive and at least has her uh, functioning some. Mm-hmm. So what kills me is, you know, ultimately whether you believe in it or not whether you think people are doing it just to get high or not at least allow us the american people the citizens to 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 do this testing to allow these studies to be done so we really know what's going on you know and i'll be the first one standing in line if we do these studies and it shows to be harmful or not effective i'll be the first one in line to say we made a mistake let's move past it Mm -hmm. but we've got to get there first yeah one one of the things i just love about you mike that that you know most of like i said most of our relationship is based on ragging on each other but (laughs) um you know i'm i'm pretty open-minded and objective with a lot of these things and whenever i I get a hater or or, you know a doubter when they're thinking about the cannabis plan or whatever um i'll say you talk to my friend mike because he (laughs) he'll flip the script on it um i remember specifically one time you and i were having lunch and you were, you were telling me about just all the, you know, over and over and over, all the different types of things that you've seen and, you know, people uh, restricting the amounts of seizures that they've had and, sure. and just all sorts of medical issues uh, you've, you've had. I mean, you know, what, what types of things have you seen with your own eyes outside of, you know, um, her story with the seizures and, and whatnot, sure. um, pain management, getting off of, getting off of uh, medications and stuff like that? Absolutely. You know, it's, we have some of the best customers ever that come in our store, <clears throat> truly. Um, 
but I can really say without a doubt, we have probably the most anxious customers that ever come through the door. <laughs> oh yeah. Sure. And it's very, it, it's very, uh, it's, a, you absorb it if you're not careful, but, yeah. um, a lot of people walk through extremely nervous, not knowing what to think, right. you know, cause a lot of people, they have reserves and they've heard these rumors and things and, you know, ultimately they walk in and they're nervous, but ultimately for the most part, once people walk in and they sample things, it's fun to see them just to relax and be completely different as they walk out. But yeah, I've literally seen people walk in with canes and walkers and walk out non-assisted. Um, wow. One of my favorite ones is a lady that came in um, and had me in tears within 10 minutes of telling her story. But she has a son around four years old. I guess he's five now. Um, you know, autistic, nonverbal autistic and uh, would have meltdowns and, and episodes of uh you know, really lashing out in frustration with her at, and, and teachers at school. And again, nonverbal and being kind of at that, the end of her, her wits in and, and desperate. She's like, all right, I'm going to give the CBD thing a try. And she came and bought some, didn't really think much of it. Woke up the next morning, gave him CBD and sent him on his way to school. And she went on to work. And she got a call at work, and it was the typical, oh, great, here we go again. And it wasn't that. It was a teacher calling already in tears saying, you're not going to believe this. He's talking. Wow. And he not only was calm, cool, and collective most of the morning, but he was communicating with the teacher. Wow. And now communicating with the mom. And that happened within hours That's of her insane. giving him CBD oil. And you're talking about something that costs 30 or $40. Mm -hmm. mm. And she went four years of his life not not having this you know and that's so frustrating it's a miracle and thank goodness it can happen like that but what if that's your child and think you know man yeah. i went this long without it and what are the possibilities beyond that yeah you know and I've, i'm fortunate enough this this plant has allowed me to have the income and to have the ability now with um almost 45 employees to be gone when that's i want incredible. to be gone so i've traveled this whole country this this year to, to states of legalization to really do my research yeah and what i found i expected to see like this massive groups of clouds of people just getting high and enjoying life yeah. but ultimately <laughs> <Wow>, nice <laughs> ultimately what i've noticed is people don't really when they have that ability to get high they're not doing it mm -hmm. what they are going for are these things that they call one-to-ones or um full spectrum or whatever where it, it the higher THC levels are there, which for those listening, THC is the part that gets you high, but there are other cannabinoids present too that take away from that high. So it ultimately helps more of your health and your, your other systems in your body. And, and people are really getting away from getting high in the States, even where legalizations happen because they're realizing if you take these other cannabinoids, it's doing even better things than getting high. It's helping with pain relief, anxiety relief. It's helping with appetite suppression or helping you with appetite, um, you know, getting an appetite for those suffering from things like Crohn's disease or cancers or whatever. So really, it's just amazing to see what people are doing with little to no help from the government and little to no funding and, and really just kind of trial and error with these cannabinoids and, and, and growing these different strains of plants. And they're doing some really incredible things across this country. And what I'm finding is these farmers and things that could get high all day long aren't. They're not getting mm -hmm. high at all. I keep thinking about this one farmer. He says, the only thing I achieve when I get high is cartoons and, and <laughs> cereal. Right. You know, and, <laughs> and, I, and I respect that. You know, getting high is not for everyone. And that's really not what it's all about. But mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a truly magical plant. And mm -hmm. 
we have a system that accepts these cannabinoids called the endocannabinoid system. And, and for myself and for I've seen it for others, when you feed this system, your body ultimately starts healing itself. Yeah. And, um, you know, it doesn't harm it and no one dies from it. So it, why are we keeping this from people? And I'm watching people get relief from pain. People that are ultimately were on 10 or 11 medications. Lady came in my store day one. Was on twelve medications. She's on zero medications now. That's sick. Well, yeah. That's incredible. So you, you touched on a topic there that I, that so we're so we speak to a lot of entrepreneurs, people who are trying to break out there. Sure. You have a specific story that I think would reach a lot of people. Um, so how do you get started in an industry that doesn't that where people don't want you to be there? So like hmm. like what are your steps to do that? Like if I wanted to open a, a something that's like. I'm having to join a pilot program to even get in the city. Like, sure. how does that even happen? What What do you do? Um, ultimately, like everything else in my life, I seem to go towards things people tell me I can't do or I'm not. <laughs> so it really becomes an obsession. But you know, you can't buy me a boat, right? And, and I think I can, right, yeah, exactly. I think it comes from that whole thing in life. You know, it's the greatness comes from from people that do things that you're told you can't do or won't do, and you know, it's fighting the whole status quo. There's a lot of things we do in life because they say so, quote unquote. And it's really just questioning who are they and why are they saying this? And, and ultimately, never give up. If, if it's your dreams and your hopes and you think that something needs to exist that doesn't, never give up. Never stay true to who you are and keep pushing forward. And and ultimately, you know, like I said, I've, cannabis has been a, a huge part of my life. My father ultimately passed when I was four months old to alcoholism. So I think the depths of what this is for me is probably deeper than even I understand mm -hmm. because I had a mother that steered me away from alcohol and, and pills and said, look, you'll end up like your father. You know, I, I lost family. I've now lost 19 people that I knew and loved personally wow. to opiates, you know, and my mom was one of the kind of people that she never lied to me. She was like, look, this is the drug that this drug does this. This drug does that. And you can try it if you want. But I'm telling you truthfully, this is where it this is where it leads to. Mm -hmm. And I and I saw a lot of examples. So ultimately, I've known this since a young age and it became a passion. And now it's like a coming out of the closet party for me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Well, so, one of the things I, I just love about you, Mike, and, and I've, I've said this behind your back several sure. times, but. Um, it, yeah. the, uh, the thing I think is incredible is that I love understanding and knowing what motivates folks, you know, sure. and with you, I mean, you know, you're in a position where, you know, you and Dan and Lindsay, if you guys, if you guys wanted to just keep one store, right. like you guys probably could have kept one store and been very profitable with it and, and made a yeah. bunch of money and, Lossless, and lot less headaches. Yeah. yeah a lot less headaches, a <laughs> yeah. lot less employees, a lot less things to deal with, a lot less product on hand, a lot less you know, carrying inventory and whatnot. Right. Yeah. And and yet you choose to restrict your salaries, which I know from speaking with you, yeah. Yeah. choose to restrict your salaries, open more stores. And one of the things that I think is incredible about you is what what motivates you is, do well, two things, I think, and please correct me if I'm wrong, and I'll start sure. telling people something different. But yeah. um, the first thing that motivates you is, is family, community, sure. you know, Absolutely. having having making a difference with right. folks, you know. Right. And then I think the second thing that motivates you is just being compelled to to do what you believe is the right thing. 
Sure. And to me, I think, you know, I, I've, I've often kind of wondered this, you know, I wonder if, if you had to give it all up, if you had to throw in the towel, no more stores, no more anything, right. but then, but then cannabis is unrestricted and legal. I really, truly believe that you would. What do you think? Would you Absolutely. do it? You Absolutely. would? Yeah, I think so I, I too. I up a lot, man. Yep. You know, and that's, it's, it's all about who you are. It's where mm -hmm. you come from. I'd like mm -hmm. to take credit for any of that. Yep. My mom is probably the most selfless person on earth and I, she led by example. She, very few words and just... I mean, she talked forever, but I read in between what she said, and that's sure. you, you got me pegged. Mm -hmm. Family is everything. Family is what we're missing in this country. I agree. Uh, it's the support system that, that we all need that I think is ultimately what's missing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of us would have a much more intact family uh, with a present happy father if cannabis were more prevalent and alcohol wasn't. Yeah. You know. Um, it's crazy that one of the – one of the worst things for you is the most legal. Most yeah, legal. most most it's legal social sure. social substance of choice. Sure, yep. and you talk about corporate America coming from. I mean, I'm looking at some of the buildings I worked in, literally, mm -hmm. as I'm speaking to you guys, and it's such a part of that fabric too. Uh, yep. Business meetings during the day, after or whatever, drinks were always involved. Yep, and it wasn't really an issue for me, but I know a lot of people I work with are recovering addicts and alcoholics. Yeah, you know they they felt so out of place at a work function yeah. just trying to avoid that exposure. You know, Probably so, made them very uncomfortable right. to be and around it's it. Such a, it's such a part of American fabric too, but let the, let me or anyone else fire up a joint in that setting and <laughs> I'm gone. You yeah. know? And it's incredible because, I mean, I promise we've all been around people on both ways, whether you sure. want to admit it or not. And, I, yep. and you ask police officers or anybody else, you'd much, want to, much rather want to deal with someone high than drunk. Right, you know, you, it's yeah. it's incredible, but it, there's plenty of people. Woody Harrelson's one of the biggest proponents, and he says it all the time. He was like, you know, it'd be a lot more non-broken American families where the father was just happy and hungry and not angry and abusive. Yeah, you know, and that's ultimately what a lot of people grew up in because of alcohol, I think, and prescription drugs. We can't forget that too. Yeah, absolutely. I I just remember speaking with you last week, and and you were talking about. You, we were, you know, we were having one of our usual conversations. You were like, "Man, I'm just, I'm just good at putting people together." That's, That's it. it. You're like, you're like, I, I don't need a to... few things other than that. I said, but yeah. yeah. Oh, right, right, right. You said, you said, you said, man, I'm just, right. I'm just good at putting people together. I don't need to be organized. Right. I just put the people in the place. That's it. Um, so I want to talk a little about a bit, little bit about business, Mike. Sure. Um, you know, Dan and Lindsay, obviously, just wonderful people. Sure. Um, huge parts of your lives. Um. What what's it like working with them? I mean, how do you guys split up your tasks and your workload? Um, you know, I I have one business partner. I couldn't imagine a, a third in the in the mixture. But what's that like on a day to day basis? You know what, man? We don't know how it works, and honestly, <laughs> it shouldn't. Mm -hmm. And on paper, it doesn't. Organized chaos, huh? Is that uh, what it yeah, is? Yeah, honestly, and and I think you know, I think Dan and Lindsay and I we come with enough respect of each other yep. that we all trust in each other's process. Sure. Um, we are, the three of us are smart enough to realize we're not the smartest three people in the room. Mm -hmm. So we try to hire those that are, or ask questions to those that are. Right. Um, and we allow each other to be who we are. And that's important because I don't try to change Dan or Lindsay and they don't try to change me. And I think that's ultimately what makes us work. Yeah. And um, then we also have, we also have like the, the yeah. redheaded stepchild yeah, Chuck too. Chuck, Let's he, not forget him. We got to count. Yeah. We got to, we got to keep Chuck. In the yeah. And you know, again, Chuck's a, a lifelong friend and we push Chuck to his absolute limit. He's, <laughs> 
he's a atypical type personality. Right. And Dan and Lindsay and I are not. Right. Um, we're all very strong-minded, strong-willed individual, but um, organization and things and and punctuality and and time management are not necessarily our strong suits. Right. So we have learned to. Um, try to do things to uh, accommodate Chuck's ways of doing things better. Yeah. But ultimately we don't want to hinder who we are. Right. But as in any situation, we've learned that you might not be in the best situation you're in or the most ideal people or whatever, but just make the best of it. Um, but you know, again, that's something that cannabis can take a big credit for too. That's, yeah. you know, if, if we get to a point where we're kind of getting on each other's nerves or we've tested our patients for the day, we can take a quick, hemp break and uh, <laughs> and we can come back to the table feeling better and yeah. uh, smiling and um, things just tend to work it out. But ultimately, you, you know, whether it be, obviously if you're working for someone, you can't choose as much, but if you're sure. going into business and you're choosing a business partner to be in business with, it's kind of like a marriage or, or a relationship. You don't really know what you're getting into until you get there. Yeah. Um, but ultimately you've got to look for, characterizations and, and who a person is and their character. If you find that someone is honest and loyal and ultimately has that thing inside of them that they don't give up, that's what you need mm -hmm. because you're going to be wrong no matter who you are. Yep. Um, especially in this business, but you, you're going to be wrong. And I, and so many people are, are terrified of failure, but you got to realize that failure is an absolute part of success. Yeah. And, and if you don't fail, you'll never learn and you'll never succeed. So if you embrace failure as that's just everyday life, that part's easy. It's over and done with. Now you just adapt and you take care of the things that are thrown at you every day because you're not ever going to accommodate for everyone. You're not ever going to see every risk coming at you. You're not going to you're not going to do it perfect and you're going to learn from your mistakes mistakes. We, we have this joke amongst ourselves. Education is very expensive. However yep. you decide to pay for it. That's, we've, that's a great point. Yeah. We've, great we, point. we've spent a lot of money and mistakes since we've gotten started, but I guarantee you we will not make those mistakes again. Yeah. So, well, I, I'd love to touch on that just a little bit, sure. a little bit more specifically, maybe, um, can you, can you think of any specific examples of things that, that looking back, you're like, Oh God, why the hell did we do that? Or, or any, any, you know, mistake or, um, you know, I'm thinking about the, the 22 year old entrepreneur that's looking to open a new business or something like that. You know, if you could go back when, to when Charlotte CBD first opened and maybe something that you did that you didn't want, you know, looking back, you're like, Oh God, why did I do that? Um, is there anything specifically that comes to mind with that or is it just a whole yeah, bunch of when stuff? I, when I made that decision to get in the business for myself, I was mm -hmm. like, man, why did I do that? Right. Sure. <laughs> oh yeah. Nah, it's, you know how it is, man. We joke, we say we work a hundred hours a week to keep from working 40 for someone else. But, um, it's, <laughs> True that. it's just, it is what it is, man. But you know, I, I can't sit here and dwell on too much of it and say, why did I do that or whatever? But sure. you know, honestly, what, it, what we, what we learned is don't do good friend business. Don't do homeboy business. Like, ah, oh, that's my friend. Yeah. Whatever. Put things in contract. Yeah. And ultimately try to avoid hiring friends. Interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, I think too, too many times people will take advantage of you uh, if they feel like they have an inside track or if they're your friend or your buddy. Yeah. I think people will take advantage of you. We also joke with each other and say there's a green tax in this industry. Yeah. It's an automatic 15 to 20% they put on top of everything when they figure out you're in the cannabis business. But, yeah. Uh, 
But, you know, ultimately, uh, I think it's important, and we, we learned this, is too many times we just kind of told people to come in, do what you do, send us a bill. I think it's important to set expectations up, up front and, and know exactly what it is you're looking for. Get mm-hmm. it on paper of a business contract of what they're going to deliver and, and buy when and what it's going to cost. Because yep. if you give someone free range, for the most part, a lot of people are going to take advantage of that. And we, we learned that lesson the hard way a few times. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, my best advice would be get it in contract. Know exactly what your expectations are and what you're going to be receiving for what you're paying mm-hmm. and and stick to that contract and enforce it because um, it does, it, you know, unfortunately, everything's it's like any other relationship or marriage. It's all smiles and handshakes in the beginning. But in the end and, and then behind the scenes, it gets ugly when business and, and money's involved. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, that's the that's the ultimate uh ultimate lesson we we keep having to learn and i think we're getting way better about it and um you know we've we've learned from it and learned to to kind of uh have checks and balances in place to try to prevent those kind of things from happening but you're going to have it happen you know we we're we're coming up on our one year anniversary october 29th will be our one year anniversary for our brick and mortar Mm -hmm. and we've accomplished a lot in that almost 45 employees Incredible. Um, yep. Uh, our third retail store, our distribution. Bus. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and it seems, we laugh about it. It feels like we've been in it 10 years already. But um, at the same time, it feels like we blinked and, and a whole year flew by. But, um, you know, we got a lot more mistakes to make and we got a lot more to fight for. Um, but ultimately, you know, it's, uh, we learned to, to really get things in contract and set expectations. Love it. Love it. Mike Sims, the Cannabis Crusader, our guest today on Business Legends. Uh, Mike, at the end of the show, I like to ask everybody uh, a silly question or something that you can we can kind of go home smiling about. Right. You and I, being the biggest Panther fans in the face of the earth, right. how do the Panthers end up this season? Give me the record. Man, the record. I'm not sure. It depends on if old Riverboat or not decides to put Cam back in. Yep, yep. And Cam we trust, and I love Cam, but yep. right now I say we ride this Kyle Allen train. Yep. Uh I see us losing probably two more regular season. Okay. We're probably going to go in on a wild card, hopefully uh, on the top of the division. Depends on what Breeze, if he's healthy or not. Right, yeah. He's coming back in a couple weeks. He's coming back. But I see us going in wild card. I think we really got something special, man. I've I've been a Panther fan a long time, like I'm sure you have. That buzz is back in the stadium. Yeah. You can feel it. You can. You can feel it. It's electric, baby. The players are there. McCaffrey is an absolute beast. Yeah. He plays um, with the same kind of – Verocity, I guess is the word I'm looking for, maybe with as as a Luke Keekley, but yep. on offense. Yeah, and it's, 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 it's an incredible a, thing. It's fun to watch. And it's, it's it reminds me of Jordan in the nineties. When mm-hmm. he gets the ball, you don't know what's gonna happen. You don't. Yeah. And, and it's it's incredible to watch that and feel that. And and even the defensive players, man, he broke three or four pairs of ankles out there and Oh yeah. You know? Yeah, he's just he's and just taking them down. Live. But yeah, man, I I think we're I think at least we're we're in it. We're we're division champs. Yeah. And uh Man, I don't know. I, I think we might be down in uh, where we Miami this year. I, yeah, I think we might be there. Man. Yo, we're gonna listen. If we go to Miami, we're taking a trip, baby. Hey, we we got You know, I went to London. It's Bus- nothing to go to Miami. Miami. Hey, I'm down, dude. Oh, hey, we'll just expense it, baby. On the business legend show, we'll all expensive paid. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> That's yeah. it. Mike Sims, our guest today. Yeah, Mike, man. I want to do something just a little bit different yeah. um, today. Um, you know, you're a very special friend to me. Thanks, man. Okay, so if we if we want to buy the best, most highest quality uh, premium hemp products on on the web, right. um, we go to www.cltcbd.com. www.cltcbd.com. Right. But I want to close out and uh, talk a little bit about the Hemp Retailers Association and what you have going on with that as well. Yes, um, so, Mike, in your own words, can you can you tell us just a little bit about about what you have going on with particularly the political advocacy for cannabis? Yeah, man. Again, I, I you know I kind of threw myself in the political ring on accident, um, but I'm in Raleigh pretty much every week right now, fighting not only for the hemp we have. And uh, specifically, the smokable hemp uh, is up for ban at the beginning of next year, come uh, the 1st of May. So I'm fighting against that right now. Um, But ultimately, we're just fighting for the rights and the regulation of the cannabis plant. It's important not only to fight for the legalization and the rights of it for everyone, but it's something that's ultimately going unregulated in the United States and in North Carolina right now. Mm -hmm. And that leaves the consumer really vulnerable for uh, for things that could go really wrong. Yeah, so, and bad products and bad, bad quality. And, and, yeah. And, yeah, all kind of tainted chemicals and all kind of things. So we think sure. it's really important not only to legalize but to regulate. So ultimately that's what we're fighting for, and that's where we see the void missing. But we yep. do have the HempRetailersAssociation.com. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to go out there and check, um, we are doing a fundraiser for that as well. We take any sort of donation, and ultimately that helps pay for the lobbyist group that we've hired, McGuire Woods, that runs us about – Oh, you know, $7,500 a month or so. Wow. Also legal representation that runs about $420 an hour, um, which you can imagine a funny number, but that's what it actually runs. (laughs) Um, But yeah. Um, I didn't even think about that. uh, Yeah, it's funny. I don't know if he did that on purpose. I bet he did. I bet he did. Ultimately, you know, we're just fighting for the advocacy and education. And, um, you know, we were lied to almost 100 years ago about the the ills of this plant and, and the dangers of it and mm-hmm. ultimately it is it's we've relied to and it's time to fix that and we're putting i've dedicated my entire life to fixing that and we will win and ultimately the hemp retailers association is going to align itself with other groups around the area and nationally that are pushing for the same efforts so it's an incredible thing mike sims our guest today he Thanks says we're finishing me. 12 and 4 but then, but then we're going to Miami. That's, that's it. That's what I'm talking about. Mike. Going to the ship. Th- that's right. Thank <laughs> yeah. you so much for joining us today, Thanks man. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah, yeah. Yep.